Welcome to the Mindfulness Habit with Kirsty O'Brien. I'm a business coach bringing mindfulness into the workplace, giving you simple, practical and woo-free strategies to help you manage and prevent your stress so that you can stop burning yourself out and create a life by design. Each week you'll also listen to real-life stories of thought leaders and entrepreneurs on how they're cultivating a mindful state of mind in business and life. Welcome back everyone to the Mindfulness Habit and I am very excited today. I am joined from across the world, especially in the midst of my lockdown here. It's so lovely to connect with somebody. Um, I have Sensei Victoria Whitfield with me today from naturalintuition.com. Hey Victoria, how are you? Christy, it's wonderful to get to visit with you and just to shine our lights together. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I, I always love talking to people in different parts of the world too and getting a little bit of an insight into what their experience is, especially in this sort of bit of a crazy collective experience that we've all got going on worldwide. So I love hearing like what it's like in your part of the world in comparison to my part of the world. <laughs> yeah, and I love it because... Um, the, for the very same reasons, and it adds color and depth um, to my life, knowing that I'm aware of what's going on in our mindfulness community by your way, right out there in Sydney, Australia, and we get to collaborate and co-create and vibe and raise positive energy from multiple parts of the world. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, me too. And you have a very energetic perspective. And I would love just to, as we get started, um, to like let everybody know a little bit more about what you do and being a sensei. Or is it sensei or sensei? I think it's sensei that you say. <laughs> yeah, sensei. And that word is from Japanese. It's a Japanese word for teacher. That's literally all it means. Um, so it's kind of like having a doctor, um, like a DR in front of your name, but instead of it being a, you know, some sort of a medical professional, it's for teaching. So almost like a PhD, sensei um, means teacher in Japanese. And so where that actually comes from is from my training. So I'm a four time and counting because uh, this will be the rest of my life I'll be studying. I'm a Reiki master teacher. Um, and I happen to be the world's first business Reiki master, which means I help business owners and entrepreneurs ground and clear their energy uh, so that they can increase their productivity and profits. So I've found over the last 12 years of uh, full-time doing Reiki and speaking about um, energy clearing and intuitive development that the people who are attracted to me teaching interestingly enough are entrepreneurs and business owners or or people in management or leadership positions and 
the I, I didn't learn this until after the fact like I tend to just go and then you know lift my head up and say oh my gosh look at all these amazing people I'm just following where I'm intuitively guided and what I learned from them as to why they're so drawn to learning about energy work is because um leading and helping is all energy when you work with other people when you want to have clear communication if you want to have fulfilling relationships with your team members fulfilling relationships with um, your personal like friends and family if you're an energy sensitive that can really be challenging and draining and so finding solutions not only uh, not only solutions, but also even just words to describe what is happening here. Why, uh, why am I feeling so drained or so emotional um, or like an emotional sponge around other people? And what do I do about that is really what I specialize in. Reiki has helped that helped me have a better relationship with my own energy levels and how that interacts with other people's energy levels. I have like a sense of control and agency in relationship to energy. And so that's what I share um, with entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders so that they can work well um, themselves. I have a tagline of you don't have to lose your glow as you grow in life and business. So. Oh, I love that so true because I think that you know that's all that talk about the grind and like working yourself to the the bone and burnout you don't have to do it that way and especially when you go inward and know your energy and look after your energy it's not like that at all as you sort of step into each next bigger and better part of yourself yeah a hundred percent you know when we I was just speaking um, to one of my private clients earlier today about this topic, and I wanted to, uh, I wanted to follow guidance to bring it into our conversation of that. There's two types of people um, out there, knowing what type you are and who you're interacting with is really empowering. Um, and so, on one side, there is a fixed mindset individual that favors being comfortable. And on the other side, there is a growth mindset individual that favors having clarity. And the more that you can start to see which category you fall into, as well as your partners and teammates fall into, the better your energy becomes, the more you're able to interact with their energy according to their energetic needs. Um, and when we look at communication and teamwork from an energetic perspective, we tap on resources that are beyond just us as individuals. That's the point of Reiki. Actually, as an entire philosophy and way of life is to know that you are not alone. It's never just you, you can call on greater sources of strength and healing um, and emotional fortitude through a certain set of practices from Reiki in particular. Like when you study Reiki, they use a certain set of practices. There are many other 
um, modalities. But what I love the most about it is that philosophical assumption that we are never alone. It's if it is to be, it's not just up to me. Like it doesn't have to only drain from my fuel tank. If anything, I'm connected to an unlimited source of fuel and energy. And so is everybody. So recognizing um, what type of personality I am is really empowering so that I can tap into the fuel um, that's correct for my type, as well as recognizing the personality type in others um, is really empowering for interacting with them because you can connect to what gives them energy rather than uh, unconscious and unaware draining yourself and draining them simply because we just didn't know about this stuff. No one told us. Oh, mm -hmm. so it's very true. That's what actually really drew me to you is because I'm a Reiki master too. And I loved how you are a business Reiki master and also talk about, you know, using your energy to increase profits. Cause I feel like there's this bit of a, I don't know, a gray area where people feel like, well, I can't talk about money or I can't include money in a goal or an aspiration if I want to be a spiritual person or, you know, a, a, a sort of a grounded person. It's sort of like we have this thing about money and I love that you are very open about talking about your energy and the money that you make in your business as well. Oh, my goodness. Yay, I'm so excited. <laughs> that you ask this because I'm very, very passionate in, about this topic in particular because it's, it's a hot button. It's a hot, especially for energy people like you and I, um, healers, um, intuitives, uh, spiritual people. We have this um, pattern of belief we have it, it's not necessarily ours, but we have this pattern of belief that money is not spiritual, money is the root of all evil. Um, it's, it's not about the money, it's about helping people. My own um, teacher actually used to say that, and, and now after I've had my initiations along the way from my spirit guides learning more about what money actually is like i've come back to my teacher we need to talk what, oh my gosh i want to give you all the money you should have all the money because of what you do so <laughs> like i'm i'm a firm believer that when more good people like when more healers especially when more good people make good money more good happens in the world so you best yeah. believe are like I'm, I'm all for, Kirsty, you being very wealthy because of what you stand for and what you're doing in the world, right? Uh, high fives to all of my energy people and Reiki masters and stuff like that. Even if you have money shame or sales shame and sales scars um, and sales trauma, right? High fives to you because I believe you deserve to be wealthy even if money is like a creepy, icky, slimy, uh, like, uh, oh, I don't want to talk about it kind of situation. Um, 
with love like that's a mantra of mine by the way that's helped me to become more money positive i've uh for the last i think it's seven years now out of my 12 years doing um reiki for uh full time i have no other form of employment or income or anything like that i'm not some trust fund baby right this room the car right uh, all of my staff are paid for by reiki right and so for the last seven years i've been making six figures as a Reiki master. So like this is this is something that can be done authentically with love and grace um, and depth. You don't have to sell your soul um, in order to you know cash out and then have like you know great big gobs of money as a Reiki master or as a meditation teacher or yoga person or sound therapy or whatever your colors oils etc candles and crystals and all the things lions tigers and bears you don't have to sell your soul in order to make money it's just you want to adjust your relationship with it of what does money mean to me what does money mean to me and this like how i received my initiation around money um, was actually from practicing Reiki. And I don't mean for pay. Like as I was studying to be a Reiki master um, under one of my uh, senseis, she said, you have to get out there and do a certain number of like sessions a week, like get your hands on people's bodies in their fields, et cetera, like practice on yourself, but also practice on others, be in the practice of sharing healing energy. And so I committed myself um, to going to a local metaphysical book and gift shop for four hours every Monday weekly. Um, And I just wanted to go and share healing Reiki with people who would come into the store. And in exchange for doing that, I asked um, the shopkeeper if like, okay, I know I'm in your space. So is it okay if I like tidy it up and help people make decisions of what to buy? And they were like, I have a free worker, bring it on. Yes. Like, but what happened was people, because I showed up consistently, people were like, oh, what's Reiki? What is this? And so they would try it out for free just for a couple minutes. And as I was practicing and what happened is they started coming back consistently. The shopkeeper had to convince me to put out at least a tip jar. And I'm like, I just like, no, 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 it's not about the money. It's about helping people. I value the experience of sharing Reiki more than money. Like, I, I know, I know all, I know all of the, the things to deflect wealth. Absolutely. And what happened was uh, blew my mind, blew my mind. And this went on for months. Okay. Went on for months. I'm paying for the parking. I'm paying for my car that's falling apart that I drive to get there. I paid for my Reiki training. I paid for my liability insurance so that I could uh, share Reiki. Like I'm paying for all these other things, but I'm not there receiving money. Or if I am, like I'm giving the tip jar back to the shopkeep or something, trying to give it away to somebody else. And I'll never forget Bonnie Chiarelli, um, an angel spirit sent me, this amazing woman who is the daughter of the shopkeeper. And she was coming to me quite regularly just to have an energy clearing, et cetera. And she's like, Victoria, you've, the healings and clearings are amazing with you. 
and I feel guilty whenever I look at you and think about you now. I feel guilt and ashamed of myself that I, I can't pay you. And that stabbed me in the chest of, ew, what? I, the, the last thing in the ever that I wanted anyone to feel was not good. Um, you know, I'm sharing Reiki, it's supposed to make you feel better, right? And to clear your energy and be relaxing and relieve stress and all this amazing stuff that Reiki does. I don't, I don't want people to feel guilty. And so the shock of that, of here I am refusing being paid, refusing receiving financial nourishment, created guilt. And so I'm creating emotional debt. That was the turning point around money for me personally that initiated me into evaluating, all right, so if, 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 if I don't ask for money, I'm making people feel guilty and crappy about themselves. So, okay, what does money mean to me? Because if I'm going to accept this, it has to mean something that um, is powerful and filling uh, for me personally. And for now, what I know that money means is it's simply a measure of impact. That's it. Love it. So it's simply a measure of impact. If, if, I, if I'm having a positive impact in the world, I can actually measure what's the level of my positive impact by looking at the numbers as well as charging accordingly of like, okay, if I'm going to be very involved in a person's um, you know, psychological or financial healing journey, it's priced according to the level of commitment that I'm, I'm committing very deeply to you. You're committing very deeply to me. And so there's got to be a measure of this commitment the same way that when we get married, there's wedding vows, there's a ring, there's things that you can look at and say, aha, I've committed to something, right? It's a reminder and a measure of the impact that this event has had on your life. And that's what money is. And so the more money I've made, the more impact I've been having and the more impact I'm able to have um, doing what good work I'm called to. And so for anyone who's listening, if you have, if you're an energy person and you have some money shame, I mean, if you don't get it by now, you better come find me because <laughs> we need to talk. <laughs> and your experience that you just related so powerfully represents the ripple effect our energy has and that's the main issue isn't it when we have that trouble with receiving we we don't necessarily even understand the ripple effect that it's having out on other people that we're meeting that we're giving our services away to for free or that we're you know constantly draining ourselves and showing up and you know, not charging enough and doing all of that, it does have that ripple effect, which is why it keeps us so stuck. Mm -hmm. I love the point that you just made, Kirsty, because the ripple effect goes both ways. Dumping goes both ways. And this is, uh, I feel uncomfortable to have, to, to say what I'm being guided to say, but out of devotion to my guides and to you, I'll share that, Coming into energy work, 
I used to feel like an emotional sponge where people would dump on me all the time of, all right, I am your emotional trash can. And that is what qualifies me as a good friend. You can dump all of your crap into me and you feel good. And then now I'm bloated and uncomfortable or emotional, all kinds of things. But, you know, I got to be the strong one because whatever, like that was the role that I had assigned to myself to cope with being emotional and energetically sensitive, uh, otherwise known as being an empath. Yes. I'm <laughs> relating a lot to you right now. <laughs> yeah. And so like a hundred percent, but the bigger the front, the bigger the back, as they say. So, okay. The dumping can go both ways. So wait a minute, I'll put this on me, right? So that no one else has to feel this. I'll put this on me. What I would find is that the, the more passionate I got about Reiki and personal growth and development and transformation and positive thinking, the more I would start to teach other people whether or not they wanted to be taught. I would see other people. Oh, I'm sorry to my ex-boyfriends who have suffered this, right? And I'm sorry for family members who have suffered this. Of I would make projects out of people. No, you need a mindset shift or no, your energy sucks. Let me clear your energy or that type of thing. I would start to dump toxic positivity into other people so that, okay, I was like, it's interesting how we, how mirrors come up throughout our lives. All right, I was the dumping zone before, this is a no dumping zone right here. But in order to protect myself, I go into the very thing that I, you know, spiritually have left of now, rather than me being the trash can, I'm the positive like dumper into positivity trash cans. Now, Yes, there is such a thing as toxic positivity. And the way that you recognize whether or not you are ab ab overstepping boundaries and abusing um, uh, your, your relationship with a person around how positive you're being, how you want them to change and all this types of stuff is, okay, did you get their consent? Consent is everything, right? If, the per if you ask like, can I, uh, okay, so I see that you know, you have a headache and stuff. Can I tell you about how you could clear that? Or can I talk to you about how you could clear that versus, oh, you have a headache? Let me slap some peppermint oil on your head and rub it in. And then I'm going to like rub crystals all over you and shake a rattle and pull some cards and, you know, all of the things. And we're going to like go barefoot walking through the woods because I know what you should be doing. And because I know what you should be doing, I am more important than you. Like I, I'm, I'm putting all of this on me because both hands in the air, guilty as charged. I've, I've been there of like, I've slathered myself with the oil or, uh, or like walked barefoot in nature and had like a healing. And so I started projecting. This is the psychological term where you project like a projector. You take the image of your own transformation healing and you overwrite it on other people's faces and lives. And so 
rather than respecting their personal journey and their right of first refusal and their right to consent or not, we overwrite them and just see, I'll put on me, I overwrote them and just saw them as myself. And so I took liberties with trying to teach people who had not asked for the consent or given it um, in any way, shape and form. So the, the, the like dumping can go both ways. And I just, for what it's worth, if there's anyone out in the universe who might happen to run into this phenomena, and of course it won't be you doing it, so if you see someone else, you can share this podcast episode with them and just let them know I was thinking about you. And you over there have your healing awareness moment. And I, look, I know what you mean because many years ago, I, and it being very like empathic, you, you do take a lot on, um, but then you can also feel like, okay, I'll just, help you <laughs> um and uh, so I have a little mantra that I created many years ago to remind me and it's I'm not here to fuck with someone else's spiritual journey just <laughs> and it just reminds me that okay ultimately I'm here to focus on my energy and my impact my service and to do that in the most the way that serves the highest good of all so sometimes that means you've got to let people do their thing <laughs> yeah yeah and i like you tell me kirsty um my spirit guides are telling me to bring motherhood into this and that is not um something that i have personally experienced but what would you say around um mothers because um from what i understand of it you're also teacher to your children. Like mother is the name of God and in the eyes of all children. Like this is, this is where I learn what's right and wrong, et cetera. And then they reach a certain age where I don't want to listen to what you have to say. I think I know everything or I don't care about anything anymore. Like as a mother, I'm um, being told by my spirit guides to invite you to to just say something to the mothers around that in this in this topic like how do you feel around consent versus not consent getting them the, to grow and the mindset shift being able to tell like what how do you do it as a conscious mom i'm curious mm. well and it's interesting because now i've got like my eldest daughter is nearly 20 18 15 11 nearly 12 so I'm sort of you know going into a different part of motherhood and that's what I what quite often when I'm coaching people I say motherhood is a season and we have to learn to embrace the season that we're in and let go of our expectations and our judgments and be as present as we can and I think if we're you know when we're present in you know, all aspects of a life, but especially when you're present with your children, um, you don't take things personally and it gives you a, a different perspective, you know, and you're able to, you know, we do always do the best that we can with what we have as well. <laughs> but that ability to be present 
it just you you can't you're not you can't do harm when you're in a in the moment with your child and you're guiding them with love but I think that and the biggest thing is yeah you've got to lose all of those expectations and judgments that we have towards ourselves towards other mothers towards other people's journeys again and just allow ourselves to be in our journey where we are and guide your children from that space so yeah so I'm in a different season now where (laughs) it's it looks different and you know what my children need looks different as well Mm. so this is so magnificent Kirsty because uh and thank you for sharing that because as I was witnessing you share that I became very aware that just now from you I was receiving an advanced leadership training. Motherhood is just like leadership, right? Healing leaders have the exact same perspective as what you just described of leadership goes in seasons and right, the people who are on my team, right? As the leader, they are in your care, you're taking care of them, they're in your charge. And so, there's different seasons of their growth and development with you and being able to, this is what I was hearing from you, Kirsty, being able to release the expectations instead being present to them, not taking what they do personally is so much more powerful and enriching and informative. um, And it frees up so much more energy so that you can be with them as they are, where they are, and so that you can be also present to yourself where you are and as you are as a leader um, throughout multiple seasons and developments in the company, not comparing yourself to other managers or leaders, not comparing yourself to other CEOs or other business owners, but instead really having enough presence and love to be centered for here where you are. So I'm that's actually like I just wanted to reflect that back to you goddess of like that is what I I heard and I'm so grateful to get to hear your perspective um and I celebrate your courage as a mama and a boss I love it I love it (laughs) oh well I mean I very much agree with what you're saying and and I picked this up at the very beginning when you talked about with people in their businesses leading and helping and whenever I work with business owners or managers I always ask them to like start looking at their team members as a family and you're the head of that family so we're so very much aligned on that point (laughs) yay I love it I love it so uh, as a side note how we open uh, this episode talking about loving hearing different perspectives from other sides of the planet and the planet just got very small in a wonderful way I'm like oh look this is like we're cut from the same cloth <laughs> there's so much alignment even though we're like thousands of miles apart how incredible that- I know I love that's what I love about technology you know you people can hate it but you end up finding people that you would never, ever have found um, just with the beauty of social media or email. Or, I just think it's amazing. Glorious. And, and actually, uh, 
I just heard from my spirit guides uh, to mention that it's so powerful also for healers and energy workers. So there's like, uh, you mentioned like, oh, some people are technology, like get it away from me. So I, I know I'm electrosensitive, for example. So not only do I do energy work um, on spiritual and emotional planes, but also like I, I'm a, I'm sensitive to electromagnetism. So I can't be holding my cell phone. I can't wear watches because they burn me, all of the things. So with that, it's a pivot. It's a pivot with the times because being open to stuff like this, um, Zoom, which is what we're recording on everyone and and podcasting and connecting uh, with more of the greater community has been so deeply enriching and essential to increasing not only my access, but also my impact um, here in, uh, in, in our industry like that, being open to tech and allowing like social media support, allowing for uh, doing live streams, et cetera. As a healer, you can really now take your healing practice or a tarot card reader, crystal healer, you know, working with unicorns and whatever you're doing, fabulous. You can take that from um, being in a, a rainbow bubble to then being a global presence. Um, and it's wonderful. It's wonderful. There's so many more awesome people who are excited about energy and, and mindfulness and meditation and alternative living now. Um, then, well, I'll, I'll speak for me personally. I'm here based in the States in New Jersey. And in my little town, I'm a weirdo. Like I'm that crazy energy lady with the really long earrings uh, that they're like, I don't know what she does. I don't even know if she works. <laughs> but I mean, after you know, over a decade of having your own schedule, I I get it. I get it. I don't look like your typical nine to five kind of person, right? I dress in flowy clothes or whatever I feel like, and I make people happy and clear their offices and, and teams for a living. Interesting. So where I come from, um, I stick out like a unicorn. And before I was receptive to this technology stuff, Kirsty, I used to think that that was it. That that was, that was it. Like I'm, I'm a weirdo and only strange people want to work with me like once in a blue moon someone's going to want it or they have to be like kind of out there themselves in order to understand this energy stuff but uh, like I'm not the norm or something whereas once I started opening to being okay with being present online more uh, more videos uh, streaming and all types of technologies come to find out I'm not alone. I'm not weird. Um, I may be in an area where it's not like a hotbed for Reiki necessarily, but there, it's it's like there's areas online where I actually look pretty normal. 
it's you know it's so funny it's like you're in my brain now because you've almost flowed on to what I was going to ask you next which is crazy but I'm not surprised <laughs> I was going to say to you you know Reiki is like what I do meditation and mindfulness it's perceived as woo-woo by so many people um, especially in business and I I really try to express to people that what I'm teaching is just fundamental basic stuff for your well-being take the woo out of it and I was going to ask you how you find that with your work because especially Reiki has that woo-woo sort of title it's sort of like I think a lot of people think oh it's a bit weird it's not for me straight away without even knowing about it and Mm -hmm. so how do you find that that meshing that into the more like into people and their businesses yeah oh my goodness yes so a sense of humor goes a long way first of all (laughs) first of all because I cannot tell you how how challenging it is to be open-minded when somebody takes themselves extremely seriously it's like this is life or death and this is crystals and if you don't get it there's something wrong with you (laughs) you can't have a sense of humor that like this keeps the energy actually really dense between you and the people that you're talking to um you know a sign of a really great teacher is that they keep the room laughing a sign of a great speaker is that they keep the room laughing um and we could be talking about heavy duty stuff but if you can get people to laugh that lightens the energy and helps them to stay open-hearted um and their energy flowing in relationship to whatever you're talking about but you asked about reiki in particular in business and so it's been a long road, Kirsty. I have to say, trying to find the words in the like non-woo language that convey the value of what we're doing here. And so one really powerful bridge that I found um, to help ha- learning how to speak non-woo as a language, which side note, is an extremely important practice. If the minute, I'll never forget, Kirstie, I was, uh, I introduced myself, oh, I'm Santa Victoria Whitfield, um, I'm a Reiki master. She, and the woman said, oh my God, I had no idea there was such a thing. I need my leaves raked in the front yard. And you know what? To know someone has mastered that is fabulous. She was so enthusiastic in the wrong direction. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. like, what a sweetheart. This is incredibly awful and wonderful. I'm so happy. So, okay. I said, Reiki, the minute you say it, it's like to the non woo we have to learn how to translate, right? Just like speaking another language um, in, a, in another country. Right, learning how to speak non-woo is essential for the energy person, for the woo-woo person, being able to convey the value of what they do. Um, and so, with that, what was a really powerful bridge for me personally was doing research on studies that show the power of meditation. 
reading through the literature, um, going and seeing the statistics of how meditation when performed in the workplace, applied meditation increases productivity 1.2x, which is 120%, and also increases profits 5.2x, which is 520%. When you meditate first, or it have positive interruptions strategically during the day to really help reset the mind and get a person back into focus, like you relieve their stress, they're able to like work more optimally. The studies have shown how it reduces absenteeism, like a really powerful first step other than being open to speaking non-woo was learning and about and doing research of what well, what do the studies show about meditation in the workplace, right? Or wellness in the workplace or Reiki in the workplace or Reiki and healing, um, et cetera. And so from there, in that research, I would learn more about performance, performance as well as visualization calling it, I'm a performance coach, especially when I'm talking to a non-woo or audience of they're like, I have no idea of the energy stuff, don't get it. Like unless solar energy, we wanna have a green like footprint, blah, blah, blah. You're an energy master. I need like solar panels is where they'll go. So it, it's not what I'm trying to convey, but if I talk about being a performance coach or increasing productivity and profits, and yes, the studies, the literature supports this as fact. I'm using the words that they need to hear in order for them to value it. So that's on one side for more of the like the sciencey researchy side of the brain. And then for the emotional heart-centered side of the brain, have your story ready of why. Why do you even care? So, Kirsty, I'll tell you, um, I was brought in at AT&T Corporate to give a speech on meditation, the 10-minute solution for workplace stress at their headquarters here in New Jersey, five years in a row, about two times a year, one to two times a year. And I remember in the fifth year, I had seen Simon Sinek start with why a few times over and studied it. And I'm like, oh my God. And I had met him. He smells amazing when you hug him. But anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, he, he, I, I love his work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to know that he smells nice. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, it finally, whatever, if I finally got the osmosis, uh, like initiation of I should start with why. <laughs> I should start with, I'm watched it a million times and went and like met him, talked to him and gave him a hug and stuff. Okay, I get it. So now it's the fifth year of doing the same talk at AT&T and it's different people every time around 60, 70 people in the room. Um, and there's the PowerPoint and the podium. And everyone comes in, they want their free chips. And they, if you put anything out, they're gonna assume it's free. So if you don't tell them, hey, those are for sale, they'll just walk away with it. So this time I said, before I launch into this presentation, I would like to tell you all why we are discussing this topic. And I came to the side and I, I believe I did this. I said, the reason why I'm here is because um, AT&T nearly killed my mother. 
And so now they're all listening. And I said, and the reason why is because she's a hard worker. She believes in doing things the best, meeting her deadlines, no matter how grueling they are. She will stress herself out in order to do the best job. And she got that from her father. Now, I do this work um, in general in devotion to my mother's father, who was a person I never got to meet because he dropped dead at 51 years old at work from a massive heart attack. He literally worked himself to death. He was so competitive and had high blood pressure that at work, he worked himself into a tizzy and then had a massive heart attack and died, leaving his three daughters orphaned. Um, and to this day, my mother and her older sisters will tell me how much of an amazing, passionate, powerful, brilliant man he was, et cetera, but I'll never know what that's like because my maternal grandfather put work and productivity above his health and well-being. He put that above being able to come home to his three daughters at night, even though they had recently lost their mother to, um, I believe it was breast cancer. It was more important to be the best and to do a good job than to come home to his children. So the reason why I'm speaking here today at at and is not only did it nearly kill my mother, but also out of devotion to a man I've never met. And I, be I believe that after we have this conversation about meditation and mindfulness while you are at work, that maybe it'll plant a seed so that you're able to come home to your children at the end of the workday. Thank you. And so then I launched into my, <laughs> my presentation. There was so much more energy in the room. I had a line for the first time in five years, a line of people waiting to talk to me and ask more about Reiki and meditation and, and like to share their stories of like, oh, there someone in their family had died too from stress, etc. Um, it was because I shared my why, I had my story ready that of why I'm bought in to this. I don't just assume people know why I give a crap about, I, I used to, I used to. And I, that was also where I would dump my positivity into other people. I was like, you get it because you are me. You don't matter. You are me and you're gonna get this kind of a thing. From that to, wait a minute, no, no one, no one knows my family story. No one knows why, why I care, um, why I've devoted the rest of my life to this. Like no one, no one gets it. No one gets it. And so to be able to tell my story helps them to buy in on the heart um, and emotional side of things. So having the, the studies and the story to answer the long answer, Kirsty, but to answer your question, how do I <laughs> approach this? Is having the studies on productivity and profits, how, what we do, positively affects that and has been documented, but also having my own um, why and telling my story openly um, is how I bridge that gap. I hope that was helpful. Oh, look, I, I love the message. <clears throat> Part of the reason why I do what I do as well is uh, it's rewiring the belief that your well-being has to come at the expense of your work. And I also was raised by you know, a father that worked himself to the bone, um, put work above time with family, probably friends, died very early. Um, and it's just, I didn't want to do that. You know, I 
of course, and it goes back to, of course, I, I want to have money. I want to have a beautiful lifestyle for my family. I want to be able to do the things I want to do with this life. Um, but I want to have well-being and I want to have health. And I don't feel like one has to, you know, we, like balance out the other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I, I love that and I'm with you. And I can hear the voices of like devil's advocate of like, well, isn't that luxurious, right? So that you, that Victoria, you have the luxury to prioritize your health um, above making ends meet. And so to have like for the type of person who sees, um, so last year during the COVID shutdowns here in the States, there was this term being thrown around a lot of essential workers. Mm, yep, <clears throat> it happened to you. <laughs> okay, so I don't know, but like essential workers uh, or essential like expenses, ex essential spending, essential workers only are allowed to engage. And so there's this thing of, okay, so meditation, mindfulness, energy clearing and awareness is not essential if it's it's a luxury not a necessity which is rubbish because energy is the fuel behind all action so you can try and be a ferrari with all of like 500 horsepower and the sleek design and you know high performance model you can try and be a ferrari but with an empty gas tank you're going a hot load of nowhere. You're not going to win the race if you have no energy to be able to make that happen, to go the distance. And so we wanna see that this energy stuff, energy awareness, energy education is essential so that like we gotta give it, what is the purpose, right? We identify the purpose or the goal of practicing energy stuff. Because if you're just practicing it, for entertainment or for as a hobby or a curiosity or because you like it and that's enough for you, great. But if you want to, um, if you want to have others take you seriously who aren't interested in increasing their amount of entertainment um, or if you don't wanna be seen as the like, oh, you know, lunch and learn, this is entertaining. Is she going to juggle too after we do the med like the meditation, you know, like, or you're going to pull a card? Oh my gosh, let me get my wine and cheese, you know, like it's a party trick of reading tarot, which is an extremely powerful forecasting tool. But we want to be clear, what's the purpose that you're using for? If, if you're practicing energy work, mindfulness meditation, we want to be clear on the intended end. It's to increase your ability to take positive action, right? To contribute to your team, to be, uh, to increase your ability to be calm in your communication so that you can be more of a loving partner or parent to be around. Like we want to be clear on the productive uh, intended end or how, when you get clear on what's your right next step, when you visualize doing the sales call and sending the invoice or taking the credit card when you visualize and do meditations that helps you to be in alignment with when you are actually on the phone and the person's ready to give you that next 5,000, you're not going to 
oh my god no 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 don't do it don't you're not going to tell them don't do it you will have seen it in visualization enough where you're just like thank you like clean and slow and precise happy to take that next five ten fifteen fifty thousand dollar payment whatever it may be so that it's not about you um being holy but instead you getting paid means you're about to have some massive impact and this person is going their life is going to change so of course you're going to have reverence for the moment rather than trying to convince them to put their credit card away no when someone invests like a fifty thousand dollar investment with you in themselves they're about to get a five hundred thousand dollar return on their investment because they take whatever healing that you've done with them whatever energetic shift and they're able to do all the actions right they're able to have all of the clarity that they've been waiting to have so this being clear on what's the intended and i think is really essential around conveying the value of meditation and mindfulness and more woo um, stuff it's not an it's not a luxury it is a necessity as long as you have um, the ability to to articulate that yourself if you can't articulate that to yourself and instead you're articulating to yourself of oh um what i do is not that important or there's lots of reiki masters out there or you know wayne dyer or abraham hicks go to someone who's like an actual thing don't come to me like uh like i'm not big enough i'm not smart enough i'm not old enough i'm not white enough i'm not male enough i'm all of the all of the things i'm not american enough or i'm I'm not like whatever all of the 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 stuff that as i believe in out in australia have tall poppy syndrome where you try to cut yourself down before anybody else can try not to stand out um, to save yourself the grief of getting cut down like just with love it we can release that when we get clear within ourselves is what i'm saying i don't know do you mm. i look i think every human has a brain and we're energetic beings and i feel like we need to invest far more time knowing our our, our own brain and really knowing our energy so that's I'm with you on that. I feel like we sort of plod through sometimes and we don't understand our energy, what depletes it, what like restores it, its impact that it can have, how just absolutely either magnetic or also how we're also absorbing um, all around us. And I think in business, really, really knowing how your brain works and your energy and how you can be using it, um, like you said, to be more productive, to have more profits, to be more impactful, to be a much more committed and caring leader and business owner. I just think there's immense, immense value in that, which is why I think that the work that you're doing is absolutely sensational. <laughs> Takes one to know one, goddess. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to finish it there because it was just amazing and I really loved what you just ended on then and I would love to leave everybody listening with that because I think there was some really powerful 
um, pieces of advice that you just dropped there about um, intention and, you know, doing things intentionally. And I, I really, really love getting to know you a lot more today. Likewise, this has been so fabulous getting to know you and just getting to flow together. I'm so grateful, Kirsty, truly. 100%, Thank yeah. And I, I just love hearing an energy healer's perspective in a modern world. You know, I think it's, yeah, you had so many amazing insights. So if people want to find you, connect with you, uh, know a little bit more about you. Are you on social media? Have you got a website? Can you drop us some links? <laughs> yeah, so definitely you can find me on social media. On um, most social media channels, I'm at Sensei Whitfield. Um, on Facebook and LinkedIn in particular, I'm Sensei Victoria Whitfield. So my full name, either way, or you'll find me there. Um, my website, my main website is naturalintuition.com. All of my resources are gathered there. And if you are inspired by what I'm teaching and you feel like I've challenged you and you want more, of, you want your mindset to be challenged more with me in particular, I would invite you to take my five-day challenge, which you can find at bevisionarychallenge.com. Uh, the five-day challenge you can do on your own, or if you want to join one of our next live five-day challenges, it's bevisionarychallenge.com where each and every day we do different mindset shifts so that you can raise your vibration and have the impact that you've been called to as a visionary in your industry. So we'll see oh you there. Gosh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> um, I'm definitely going to drop all of those links in the episode notes as well for everybody. Um, your five-day challenge sounds sensational. I look forward to connecting with you in the future. I think there's absolutely more we could chat on. Um, but yes, I'm so grateful for your time and your energy today. Likewise, Chrissy. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening. And if you love this episode, I would be so grateful if you shared this with other people in your world. For some free mindfulness resources, to know more about my workplace programs, or to work with me privately, head on over to my website, teamko.com.au. And don't forget to connect with me over on social media at Meditate with Kirsty.